welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello there, friend. So, a while back, I did an episode on the ideal morning routine for your gut, hormones, and metabolism. And turns out this has been one of our most popular episodes. So I thought I would come back and share with you my top tips for an evening routine to optimize your gut health, because I believe this is just as important as your morning routine. If you want to check out the morning routine episode, that is number 126, and I'll pop that in the show notes. So first up, why is having an evening routine so important? The main reason is to make sure you're getting enough sleep and also to help your body shift into a relaxed rest and digest state so it can properly heal and restore. Sleep is foundational to our health and most people either don't get enough sleep or their sleep quality is rubbish or both. And of course, sleep is super important for our gut health, hormones, metabolism, energy levels, and so much more. Okay, so here are my top tips for developing an evening routine to support your gut, hormones, and metabolism. Number one, do your best to have a consistent bedtime. So your whole evening routine is really built around your bedtime and our body really likes routines, whether that is, you know, around our circadian rhythm or even how our digestion works or how our hormone works. Our body really likes routine. So if we can pick a bedtime and stick to that and also work backwards from there. So, for example, if you go to bed at 930 or 10 o'clock every night, two hours before that bedtime, you're going to start doing some specific things to really help you wind down and get ready for bed. Sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes you may have deadlines or some sort of social event, but the more often you can stick to it, the better. Number two. Okay, so this one's kind of cheating the system a little bit because it's not technically in your evening routine, but it's going to help optimize your evening routine. And that is to avoid having any caffeine after around midday or 1 p.m. And maybe a little bit earlier if you are sensitive to caffeine. And the reason we want to do this is because caffeine spikes our stress hormones and it can hang around in the body for a long time. So it actually takes around 10 hours to completely clear that caffeine from your system. So if you're having caffeine in the afternoon, you may find that it is impacting your sleep. And for this reason, do your best to avoid it after around midday or 1 p.m. Number three, as soon as it starts to get dark outside, dim the lights in your home. So the light and dark is actually the biggest factor in modulating our circadian rhythm. And we are basically designed to follow the sun. So if you think about when you're camping, for example, you might find that you wake up with the sun and then as soon as it starts to get dark outside, 
you might start to wind down and get sleepy and go to bed earlier than you usually would at home. So of course you may not go to bed when the sun goes down, especially if that's super early, but we still want to mimic these light and dark cycles or live as closely to them as possible in a way that still fits in with our routine. So for example, maybe it starts to get dark outside at around 6 or 7 p.m. So you can dim the lights in your home using dimmers. You can use things like lamps or Himalayan salt lamps or candles, really just to create that, you know, darkness. So you're not actually in darkness. You're still living. You're still cooking your dinner and doing all of those things. But you're starting to help signal to your body that it is time to wind down over the next couple of hours and you will be preparing for bed soon. So creating this dark environment in your home in the evening helps your body start to wind down, reduce the production of those stress hormones and start to wind up the production of melatonin, our sleepy hormone. And step number four, which is kind of in a similar light, is to minimize your exposure to blue light. Now, blue light is the particular type of light that comes from our devices, computers, laptops, and that kind of thing. Now, I spoke about that melatonin production, our sleepy hormone. So any light exposure can suppress the production of that sleepy hormone, but blue light does this to an even greater extent. So we really want to minimize our exposure as much as possible. So there's a few different things that you can do to do this. First up, in an ideal world, not even use your devices. Now, I know that isn't going to be realistic for most of us, so there are plenty of other alternatives. Most devices will have some sort of option like night shift that basically cuts the blue light. So that's definitely something that you want to turn on on your devices. And then you can also get blue blocking glasses. Now, these aren't the kind of cool looking ones with the clear lenses. I'm talking about the ones with the really bright, dark, orangey, red lenses. Now, those ones really cut out the blue light completely. So they can really help if you do have to use your devices in the evening. Number five. So yes, I'm always banging on about blood sugar regulation here. It is so important, especially when it comes to sleep quality. So what we want to do is make sure we're having around 25 grams of protein with dinner. This helps to stabilize your blood sugar levels to make sure you're having really good quality sleep. So examples of 25 grams of protein is around 100 grams of meat or fish. It might be, say, three to four eggs. And for plant proteins, it's going to vary quite a bit depending on which plant protein you're referring to. So that's 25 grams of protein. And ideally, we want to finish up that last meal at least two hours before we go to bed. If you eat a big meal and then you lie down, go to bed straight away, your body's going to be really focused on digestion and you may find it difficult to fall asleep or if you do fall asleep, your sleep quality is not likely to be very good. Next, we want to avoid doing any sort of high intensity exercise within around two hours of going to bed. So this high intensity exercise, while it's you know, obviously great for our health, great for our metabolism and hormones, can again really rev up those stress hormones and it can take us time to wind down. So ideally at least a few hours or you may find that it works better for you to exercise in the morning or the middle of the day so that it doesn't disrupt your sleep quality and your evening routine. 
I'm interrupting this episode for just a minute to share a brand new special offer with you. If you enroll in December to get started in one of my four-month one-on-one programs with me or High Vibe and Healthy Mama with Andesha to get started in Jan or Feb, you'll get a bonus $200 in high-quality practitioner-grade supplements. This way, you'll be able to relax going into the holidays knowing that your health is taken care of for 2023 and you'll have the perfect post-holiday reset. Head to the link in the show notes or my Instagram bio to learn more and save your spot. Number seven, one to two hours before bed, we want to be doing something relaxing. So it might be having a warm shower or a bath, reading fiction, reading something relaxing or playing some music. And I find also having a warm shower or bath is a great way to basically wash off the day and shift from work mode or, you know, going about your day mode into relax mode and into your evening routine. Tip number eight for your evening routine is to make sure your room is dark, quiet and cool. So blackout blinds or curtains are ideal. And then also using things like earplugs or an eye mask if you're likely to be exposed to light or you're sleeping in a noisy environment. And on that note, we also want to avoid distractions as much as possible. So definitely encourage you to put your phone on flight mode if you're able to and possibly put your phone on charge out of your room. I like to leave my phone in the living room overnight so that it's not going to disturb me during the night. Number nine is to do something to help you wind down right before bed or when you're getting into bed. So that could be reading fiction or doing something like yoga nidra. So yoga nidra is a specific type of meditation that is designed to help you sleep. And some certain types of meditation, for example, focus meditations, have been proven to actually perhaps impact your sleep. So we do want to make sure that we are doing these sleep-specific meditations. Now, if you feel that you fall asleep pretty easily and you don't need to do anything like this, then that's absolutely fine. But it is helpful to have these tools because we all go through patches where we don't sleep so well. So in that case, it can be helpful to have something like Insight Timer downloaded on your phone and have a couple of sleep or yoga nidra meditations ready to go. And number 10 is while you're sleeping, avoid mouth breathing. So some signs that you breathe through your mouth are having a dry mouth or a sore throat when you wake up in the morning, having a post-nasal drip, generally just feeling low on energy, or you may also notice that you often breathe through your mouth during the day as well. Now, if we're breathing through our mouth during the night, we're not likely to be getting that quality restorative sleep. So this one is really important. And it's also a really easy fix as well. So you can get some really inexpensive surgical tape for a few dollars from the pharmacy and just place a small amount of tape vertically over your mouth right before you go to bed. And it can take a little bit of getting used to, but it really helps basically just force yourself to breathe through your nose and ensure you're getting that good quality sleep. Now, this is something that I do most nights and I personally find it really, really helpful. Okay, so let's recap. My top tips for developing your evening routine to support your gut, hormones, and metabolism. Number one, have a consistent bedtime as much as you possibly can. Number two, avoid caffeine after around midday or 1 p.m. Number three, as soon as it starts to get dark outside, dim the lights in your home. 
And remember that light and dark exposure is really the biggest factor in modulating our circadian rhythm and helping us get that good sleep quality. Number four, minimize your exposure to blue light. Number five, have dinner with around 25 grams of protein at least to balance your blood sugar levels. Number six, avoid doing any sort of high intensity exercise within around two hours of going to bed. Number seven, one to two hours before bed, do something relaxing like having a warm shower or bath, reading or playing music. Number eight, make sure you have the perfect sleeping environment in your room or as good as it possibly can be anyway. We want the room to be dark, quiet and cool. Number nine, do something relaxing when you get into bed or right before you're about to get into bed, which could be reading fiction or doing a sleep meditation. And number 10, avoid mouth breathing. So I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram and let's chat. Have an awesome day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.